Hello, hello. This is Chris, seafarer turned designer. And this is Carl, nurse turned designer. Welcome to Design Shifters, a podcast on how people shift the design. Hi, man. Welcome to our show. Hi, it's man. been a long time. Hi guys. Can yeah, I speak up? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I get it. Hi first, Carl. Hi first part so far. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Thank you, Mon. After uh, just a backstory, we contacted Mon uh, like a month ago already. And because we wanted someone uh, who would represent the um, a- uh, academic educator, um, like that kind of path in the design and Thankfully, nadayon jud ang interview today, and yes, so here we are uh, with Mona Alcudia. Am I am I getting the right last name? Yes, right. Alcudia. Mona Alcudia. Hello. Hello. And, Hello. Yeah, welcome, Mon. Um, tell us briefly about yourself. I know this is a answer, but yeah. yes, as as you wish. <laughs> so, ah, you yeah. All right. So, uh, hi everyone. My name is Mona. Uh, how to describe myself? Well, right now, primarily, I would say a product designer and educator. Mm. Uh, my current practice right now is I just co-founded a product design and architecture studio called Uno Sinatra. It's fairly new. We just started last year. And we really focus on championing digital fabrication and... Uh, digital fabrication practices, especially within design, and also uh, experimental material research and development, and also critical research in the field of design. Uh, With regards to my background, it's mostly graduated from industrial design from the University of the Philippines, and I got to work in very many fields during this experience and afterwards, like um, I dipped my toes in uh, jewelry design, uh, fashion design, uh, but ultimately worked uh, in the field of furniture and home accessories for an extensive period uh, under the mentorship of Kenneth Kabonpue, a furniture designer we're very familiar with. And uh, after several years, uh, in that field, got to work in UP, where mm-hmm. I am currently a lecturer. And for quite a while there, I was a assistant professor and a manager for Fab Lab UP Cebu uh, Makerspace. So, yeah. Other than that, many things. But I think that's that's what I would put in my LinkedIn. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Interesting one. <laughs> so, how did you land your first job? Yeah, like from from UP, you went directly to Kobanpe or? Yeah, so uh, I actually did an internship there first. Ah. So I think in my third year of college, uh, I was doing an internship. And at that time, um, Sir Ken, and along with a lot of the faculty, actually worked with him. So uh, before that, he was already a teacher in some classes. So I applied there in my third year. And after my internship, they offered me a chance to work there. So in the fourth year, 
while I was still a student, I was already working with them afterwards. So mm. really interesting experience to so, have him as a teacher. Yes. <laughs> what what was your experience at Kenneth Cabot Press? Uh, working with Kenneth Cabot Press, working with, uh, I, I would assume, furniture. Ah, yeah. So uh, I got to work primarily under uh, this brand called Hive. So mm. it is a, uh, at that time, uh, it was focused mostly on lighting and home accessories. So it was the, it's another arm of Kenneth Cobonpue that focused on working with other designers. Uh, so he, uh, instead of just the brand as Kenneth Cobonpue, you would have uh, a possibility to co- collaborate with other designers like um, uh, designers like Louis Robinson, or Leroy New, like you, it doesn't have to be designers, could be artists as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so they come in, and my job was primarily to sort of like pick their he- pick their brains, like figure out like how we could really develop their initial sketches, and uh, also get input from our internal designers and um, Sir Ken himself, because he would also like to see it go in a particular direction. In terms of mentorship, uh, really cool guy. I think like um, he uh, has a very uh, keen eye towards where we should be going uh, and also what we are good, uh, how how we can work with our own materials. So like, uh, like an idea of who we are like on the ground, like in terms of like craftsmanship, like the kind of materials uh, we are good at. Because he always talks about like, you know, we shouldn't really try to compete with China. Like mm. we should ri- really strive to make the best, um, like be the best in injection molding because that's really not going to be our strong suit. But we have a strong tradition of like the crafts and um, this kind of manufacturing methods. So... Uh, with that and also like looking forward so really like um, the idea of looking at like trend forecast things like that like that's something like I really see that he is like very very good at and like what we should really aspire in a sense like look forward like not just like what's trending now but like how things could be trending in the future also yeah Mm. (laughs) Um, tell us like a memorable experience that you have working um, at Hive or at, at Kenneth Kabunpe? Oh, um, uh, I can't think of a very specific one. This is a good memory you're talking about, right? Like, yeah, like memorable. I think it's a combination of like getting to work with other creatives that I think I would not have had an opportunity to work with them at such a young age, I guess. Mm. Like, um, there were, for example, getting to uh, work with artists like Leroy New, who was, like, at that time, still, like, really well-known for, like, collaborating with Lady Gaga, things like that. Mm. And, like, having the opportunity to really see how he could come up with the design by just flying here to Cebu, going around our factory and like trying to come up with like something <laughs> while he was still here in Cebu. And just to see, not just him, like um, designers like 
uh, Olivia de Abouville. Um, really, just being able to see uh, different uh, creatives like in a big factory as a playground and um, trying to figure out like how we could also translate their ideas into uh, like a finished product, mm. a product that you could export. And um, also being the exposure to like other uh, foreign designers also. Mm. Like you ha- you would have all these like um, big designers coming in like Patricia Urquiola who would come here to Cebu specifically so that he, she could collaborate um, with his factory. And um, not a lot of people know that, uh, yeah. but a lot of um, foreign designers do know like the mm. capabilities that we have here in Cebu. So I think through that experience that also got me like really into researching more about um, like certain foreign designers. I mean, that's what really pushed me to like get my master's abroad mm. um, in the Netherlands, specifically because there are lots of Dutch designers that I saw who were coming here collaborating with us uh, and had really, really interesting work. And yeah, somehow that just the exposure in itself really got gave, gave me the drive to actually like see for myself like what else is out there. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, as someone who breathes design, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I want to understand how did UP prepared you in the industry and what did you brought back to UP coming from the industry? Mm, that's a really good question. Uh, what did, so I think I was the third batch in industrial design. Uh, in, so in, from the, since the pioneering batch, the third, uh, I think the set. Uh, I think a notable graduate of the industrial design program is the Neil Philippe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the uh, the bag fashion accessories designer. Um, so he was the second. We're in the third batch. Uh, what did UP do actually to prepare me? I think it was the um, they lay, they laid the groundwork for in terms of connections. Mm-hmm. So um, just entering the program. It was developed also with the help of like um, Kobun for himself, yeah. and a lot of the, the faculty worked with him, and um, um, the lecturers also. Like we had um, Sir Nielsen from Lexmark. Um, we had like these different industrial designers who were still practicing. Yeah. So I think that's a key also to have like uh, if you're looking at the design program, like looking also at who in the faculty are still practicing. Um, because they still, you know, design is like ever evolving, deba. Right? So uh, they still need to have like a pulse on everything that's happening. Mm. So uh, because they were still practicing, then they could easily connect us to, um, uh, you know, the abil- uh, where you should exhibit. Mm. So like I think in my third year at that point, I had three internships already. Mm. Uh, so like uh, I got to intern for another fashion. Uh, Fashion design, uh, no, sorry, jewelry company, uh, another furniture company, and home accessories company. So, and those those other two were not academic. They just told me like, hey, you should apply. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, like we think you'd be a good fit or it'd be a good experience for you. So, 
um, just like having the teachers like look out for you in a sense, like you would actually need this as well. So I think it's their own, um, uh, their own networks really. Uh -huh. It's all about like the ability to network. That's how UP um, uh, helped me out. Aside from the training also. So the training, we did not have a fab lab at that time. <laughs> we had room 229. <laughs> I think Carlos also familiar with yeah. this. Um, where people sleep. <laughs> where people sleep. So I think in terms of the facilities, it's not as like, um, it's not as sophisticated as we have right now. But uh, I think there was really a, like, I would remember one of our professors, um, Sir Raymond Fernandez, a well-respected faculty in the fine arts program at that time. He was really all about, like, teaching, um, like, the basics. Like, yeah. they really want to teach the groundwork, like, you know, really trying to develop a keen eye for color, composition, um, uh, the uh, faculty of taste like yeah. really developing taste is something that is very hard to do but not the, it, you know some people develop it not even going to uh, art or design school yeah. but then like in school itself Margmona and me work on trying to be founded into you good taste and also like understanding of like the design process yeah. but even then you don't really fully get it the yeah, like, yeah exactly yeah it's yeah. not linear even once you get to work okay, like you know what that was just like a taste <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and how did that affect like you had that those experiences and how did that affect you as you know you're now uh, in the position to teach you're now the like the professor mm -hmm. how was that experience um or how did that transfer to you? Mm, okay, so I think definitely still some kind of learning curve there because uh, like design education is really different also from like design itself because uh, some I think at a certain point like you also develop a um, like a, like an intuition about how the, the design process should go mm. like in an app. Look at the client like ah, I think this is why this is what they would like or I think this is would be good uh, and you would try to break it down definitely but then it you can do it for yourself but like to teach it to kind of mga yeah. eighteen year olds yeah. <laughs> who would really just like the finished product yeah. and it it's it it all you also have to translate it to the ability to just communicate. Uh, and um, really kind of opening up the hood gani, and like showing people like, hey, you know, design is not like very sexy. Actually, it's a lot of just talking to people and being patient and understanding what they really want versus, you know, what they think they want. So kind of it's a lot of um, trying to demystify the process. Oh, uh, it's um, a lot of them really just want to make something look yeah right yeah. away and we understand man said that like that feeling of, i want to be you think next. you think they bias towards designers being cool because like every magazine <laughs> nga, designer every news um, will talk about designs like 
Nagpakita ng mga cool nga things, cool nga people. I, yeah, I, yeah, I think like... I mean, you're cool, but... Like, <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I don't know. But like for, for people siguro who's been into like, especially na corporate style na kanang as a, as a designer inside a corporate nga setting, um, it, it could be like what you said, it could be and like that. Um, different. Mm. It could be like different mm. like yeah 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 it's kind of like sometimes it's really just about making a logo right kind of it does not have to save the world it does not have to um win you know logo of the year yeah it's kind of yeah kind of opening the hood teaching them to kill your darlings yeah kinda, exactly. uh, yeah i think um kind of like setting their expectations a lot okay you realize when you're working in the industry like at first you're like Yeah, I think I think I could be it. I could be the voice of my generation. <laughs> to quote from girls. But um then you realize, you know what? I just need I just need to make money. <laughs> And I just need to like you know, make sure nga, okay, okay client, okay tatanan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a very small percentage Richard ang ma, you know, himog kanat kabon kwe. And uh, you realize it's also like a complex system of yep. like, who you know, like um, what are your resources. So if kanang we get, if you as an educator know that because you come from the industry, mm. and then you just have to like kanang you know kanang really temper sadba that kanang passion. Kanang you just have to be like an efficient designer, mm-hmm. or you have to know how the process works. And I think kanang. That's that's already more like a goal reached versus kind of you create someone that kind of already ready to become the next big design star, pero kind of you know mm. yeah. where 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 are you now? I don't know where exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, not there's something interesting about your um, let's say your journey as a designer because like you're going in and out of like different. Let's say roles in a way like student ka, and then you you become a, an intern, and then you're working, and then you become the teacher, and then you become a student again, de right? Because you took masters yes, yes, in the Netherlands. Yes, yes. Um, tell me, tell us about the that experience when you beca- became the the student again and went to uh, to the ah. Netherlands. Uh, I think one word would be it's very humbling. Okay, you. When you become, I think when you reach sort of like, let's say, some kind of management position, like a teacher, you're basically managing students. Um, you get the sense that you should know what you're doing, or like you have to make it seem like I yeah. know what I'm doing, and I am. Uh, I have to herd all of these people here, and I have to become. You have to become some kind of authority, deba, right? yeah. that uh, you um, know what's being taught. Okay, if you waver a little bit, okay, di ka matuuhan. But so yeah, when I took my master's, I realized like, oh my God, I actually don't know that much. Uh, or I, I only know, you know, very, like, I know what I know, but like there's still a lot more to learn. And so I think uh, it's always good to have that kind of experience. But you realize that actually you should strive to be more of a student. Constantly, because you get a level of empathy, sadba. Yeah. Nakanang it's it's not easy to like put yourself in the position, uh, be uncomfortable, because you actually don't know that much. 
you move to another country and you don't really know anyone there. It's, they speak a foreign language. And I was the only Filipino student uh, in the whole school once I started. And so, um, uh, and all these people, I felt like I was not even like in the middle. Really good students. I, I, you would like to be at least, if not the best, somewhere here. I was like down here, yeah. <laughs> like a, no, like a, the. I could really see the difference in how uh, design education is set up in other countries. Yeah. Like, even in your bachelor's, it's really there's a stress in being like being able to really build things already versus how we are here in design. Uh, we try to outsource things because I think maybe labor is definitely yeah, cheaper, cheaper here. Yeah. Uh, instead of making your own chairs, ipapanday na lang siya. Or like instead of painting your own walls, more ipa sa contractor. So um, there was really the kanang. So all my classmates knew how to really build things, cast things, weld things. Um, uh, not everyone though. You had like the as I mentioned before, like real background is on um, neuroscience. <laughs> so you also had people who were not designers at all. But and I think maybe. They would definitely feel worse on this boat because they lipag you design ilang background, but like you know, uh, we're all there to learn anyway, and uh, those are really like humbling but like interesting experience. Hmm. So you're you're talking about um, some people coming on board, my student, uh, classmates, or like uh, students' uh, master's program who had like hands-on had practice already compared to. Probably the design education here that's mostly theory because we can outsource the the practice. How would you? Well, what's your idea or what what do you think about like practice versus theory or like should they be combined or should one start first before the other? Um, okay. What do you think about that? Yeah. So I think um, like it really depends on like the school of thought that the designer would have or like the design school is teaching. So what was really interesting about my master's was it was a school really known for... So the school is Design Academy Eindhoven. It's located in Eindhoven, the Netherlands. They were... Or they're really... Um, they're a school that's very well known for producing makers and um, uh, designers who are author designers. or So designers who um, can... Aside from like creating or building their own designs, they can also theorize around it. Uh, especially in with regards to my program, it was contextual design. So mm. it was like basically um, designing products with uh, and also consideration of the story around it um, uh, and the criticality that you should inject into product design. So uh, there was really this concept of there are makers and there are thinkers. So uh, you have people who are thinkers are primarily geared towards really like conceptualizing and really like, you know, threshing out the theory of why you make things or like what is the concept behind this or like the people grabbing more research, very good at writing, etc. But if you let them make, like it's going to take a while. Okay, they are maybe they experience horror vacui, like the fear of the blank, the blank canvas. Yeah. Oh, I have to make something now. So... Um, but very good conceptually. You have then the makers who are like, 
like so much energy to make things. They'll just build, 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 like make, make, make. But why did you make that? Like maybe like cannot explain it as well. Yeah. Or um, very good at creating details, but then if you have to let them write down, you know, the thesis itself, there's a lot of difficulty there. So um, it's not like you're one or the other completely, but you tend to lean towards something. Like I know I'm mostly a thinker. Uh, like I, um, do feel like the process of making things is like, I like to make art also. Um, but it's different from like in design also, like going through the whole process, it's not as, um, doesn't come as easily to me as just conceptualizing. Mm. Um, so, uh, with that, it should be like, if you know, like you're stronger with theory, then you also have to balance it out. Then I have to work with my making skills because like that's something that does not come as innately. So um, uh, you have to know where you're good at, like where you're strong, the, the, your skill set that, that is quite strong, so that you also know asaka uh, mo mo build up pa. Like we have to fortify this part. So do you, do you also apply that in education? Like the yeah, assets? yeah, yeah, yeah. So now um, I bring that back with me. Like I really can. It's very you can easily point out na Kanisha, like very smart kid, but mm. also like like has a hard time like delivering. Like you can see like the the deck, very nice concept, and then the final plate, like ah, uh, it's not as good because but the concept is there. It's yeah, just yeah. like they have a hard time. Like maybe they're afraid of like um, using mga the machines or kanang wala kanila na plan out how to build it exactly. And then there are people who are like derecho very gigantic sculptures or very gigantic like derecho chair. But in terms of the concept, they can't really kanang articulate very well, ba. So um, so I always remind them like who they, like you you are a maker. You're very so I like to kanang uplift them sadba. Mm. Like, I know what you're good at. Like, you have to know what you're good at too. But because of that, you have to know what you have to supplement. You have to work You have to work harder than other people with writing because kanang, um, uh, that's how kanang, you could really become well-rounded. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. So, kanang, so um, I want to double down on design education because I think my uh, theme na to, no, um, there are this sort of threats in design education, the ones that um, that are claiming that uh, why take masters, just join our bootcamp, um, you can learn everything for three months. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Huh. I think uh, it is, it's something like there's some, it depends man, you know, on what exactly. So if it's like taking a bootcamp versus taking a master's for two years abroad so like you'd say oh that's actually taking up a lot of time you'd have to move away from home but then there's a lot of it that you get there's a lot you can take away from that experience just like you know living away from your comfort zone is or i think both of you understand this that it's it, it changes you completely mm. so you have to also kind of confront yourself in a very different way versus if you were just in your comfort zone yeah. If you had to do an online bootcamp, like just here in Cebu, for example. So you kind of develop a, um, you become, a, you turn also into a different person within that span of time. So you either could really gain a 
new practical set of skills or you just have a different viewpoint because you're living somewhere else. And um, yeah, I think living somewhere else in itself is already a lot more good. Like, especially if you have to be very independent. Yeah. Then um, there are a lot of kanang aside from the very like clear skills that your program advertises that you can get. Also, just the soft skills that go along with it, like you know, um, learning to socialize with people of different cultures. Um, the what's this? Just the what's this? Your you're building a kind of uh, grit or discipline, Manjud, when you just put yourself out there. Mm. So, other than that, you get a master's. <laughs> you get like a nice paper that says, I, am, I have a master's. But, um. <laughs> but behind that paper is a lot of like experience, not necessarily just education, but like yes. life in itself. Yes, uh -uh. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's more on soft skills no you, you get to learn that grit that patience mm. because I think design designing the whole design process is really parang, it's not linear yeah. it's never linear uh -uh. I understand also the the, the aim for boot camps because it, it you you have to think of it as kind of like a business side pod na I, na I current problems uh, yeah. with yeah. you know like scratching uh, the itch or like, like the current problems current with uh, you know for example lang sa digital design wherein wala manggoy digital design uh, standardized education karon mm. diba so people are coming in there and filling in that um, that problem uh, and then also selling that more mm. way ninyo because you know there are other things but I do still believe now formal education is still better if you have you know the money and the time. Yeah, to you, you put both in there. also have masters. So yeah. <laughs> this is a room of higher education. But I love the good bootcamp Japan. Yeah. It's like you know sometimes you can't just like fly out to another country for three yeah. weeks. So if you get to meet new people and then can discuss these ideas in the process, like yeah, go. But, but to compare bootcamp and uh, a, a higher education. I think higher education is always like kind of yeah. like cream of the crap crop crap then boot camp are just like something uh, to kind of supplement maybe you can do the boot camp but then understand that mm. um, that they are different yeah, okay. oil up lang ni mo imong self said yeah. but like you know in the path of self betterment. Roman, how, how can you how do you think lang in your opinion how can we uh, you as an educator improve the design education? Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh that's hard. <laughs> like uh, I think I just really try to focus on how I improve myself as a I don't know about improving design education as a whole, um, but. I think I would look at like um, uh, what exactly am I improving? Mm -hmm. Like it, it's very it's difficult also to just uh, take my experience and my masters, try to bring it here, and then say like, oh, that was the model for good education. Because I think um, the kind of rigor that they have there was also like too much actually <laughs> like uh, the, uh, mental health directly. yeah like <laughs> the i think the government had to intervene at some point with oh. like dutch design schools because 
um, there was already like the gun mental health complaints. Like there was really so like we're uh, plashing out inter- that thing. Huh? Yes, actually, Whiplash was my master's program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, I'm not kidding. Because, uh, for example, in we come in into the program, let's say, I think there were 40, four, I don't know, like 50 or 40. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. But you bas- we basically graduate with 10 because like every semester they fail to. Wow. They ha- there seems to be a need to fail two people. <laughs> And they always oh, yeah. fail Asians, so um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's very complex. Uh, so kanang there's also yeah. that uh, ten, like yeah, there I I know I did well because uh, I speak good English. So Philippines, let's go. Ma, yeah, they they really like kanang were um, they would recommend oh yeah let Mona proofread because she speaks good English like there's mm. and the other Asians were struggling anning apart so um, they it was like a, so even that in itself like that whole experience kind of nagyap with drawbacks but so um, and very very intense because you know that someone will always will fail you fail go home go back to your country uh, oh, so, yeah it, Marcia, uh Project Runway <laughs> it's like Project yeah. Runway or Whiplash that's how like no joke that's really how it felt like and it's even more intense because i was on a fellowship grant from uh, the university so lots of high pressure so uh, there is a tendency for uh like that kind of model of design school to be high pressure because you want to create the best kind of students and um looking back i don't think it you should just be able to create like uh design students who have like their mental health impact (laughs) i think um uh, uh, as an educator, Marag, I would I try to integrate that into my practice simply because like I've dealt also with students like we work with passion mangod a lot very young passionate people who like want to achieve a certain level of perfection in design and that's really really difficult to do so kana um, Marag uh, looking at that aspect also of like and creating like well-rounded design students who also can um, uh, who graduate in one piece I think because of like ma connect ang ilahang where they want to go versus what's out there in the industry yeah. because like um, yeah like a lot of as as we know you're not going to become sikat right away and that's really not the goal even. And not necessarily even working in design, right? Like yeah. some of the people I katong sa Fab Lab nga himo was I was with like Beth was working uh, in a mental health hospital or something. DOH? Yeah. yeah so DOH, DOH something like that. Yeah, so a lot of them don't actually end up practicing something in the creative field. You know, maybe you realize this is not actually what you really want to do. Which is, yeah. which is okay. Yeah, though. which is fine. fine. Yeah, because... Um, uh, you could also be like what you guys are, you could be from a completely different background and then realize you want to do design after you graduate pa. so it's like you know I think the important as an educator dapat mo graduate so graduate ng jud mo knowing what you want to do no one left behind no one left behind no one left behind yeah actually uh, for the pandemic we could not fail anyone oh okay. yeah but na lift na na siya. No, no, no. I think most schools, most okay, schools, okay. you really could not 
So even the students know that they cannot fail. Pero siya ako balik Actually, <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, yeah, couldn't fail anyone for the pandemic. Other than that, that's my my wish for design education is that man, we need to invest in more workshops. Kana lang siguro like the it depends on the school also. Mm. So I think you would have other design schools are like very packed gid ang ilang workshop. Uh, but not just like kanang machines lang ha, but also like you know having good programs daan nga kanang you don't need to um learn pa mm. after when you go into a specific company like they should already have like a really core set of programs nga that the school is providing but then you know, yeah. it really depends on the school there's, Could be a UP problem <laughs> there's one also that i would like to add um especially with with what you said now if you wanted to add something to kanang how design education is being done right now but it's kind of like supporting this parang mindset of like le- local resource mapping mm. like if if this if this school here is doing design education you should also check um what is available in the resources so if they have like good like mga bamboo plantation there um they'll be teaching how to how to use bamboo yeah. they have product designers like it's it's just near there it's localized and yes. they can use that they can become like the Like for example, like in Bali or, or some parts in Indonesia, um, there's there's part there na they're very good with they're very good with kanang sculpture, woodcraft. Yeah. They have like that bamboo school that's like really great for bamboo architecture. It's yeah, like really so amazing. it's like if you're lo- not like if na lang kay if you have school and you have a a program, it it probably it's not replicable replicable in different areas ba because. Um, for example, like you're teaching something about this material, but this material can only be sourced in China or you know, mm. or, or the northern part of the Philippines. Kaya mga sok-sok lang. Yeah, but no. it's good to have that like mindset of a local resource map. You look at okay, uh, in this area, um, who are like the craftsmen? What are their works? What are the uh, local resources? And mm. then we'll teach those to the students so that they can partner up with. Mm. Yeah, with, you know. I I think that's a really good point, Carl. Okay, like. I think we talked about like this recent project that I did last year, the Kalibutan project. Mm, so I yeah. worked. I was one of the designers on this project with it's a GTI and Design Center of the Philippines collaboration. So it's the first of its kind, where um, it's for Region Seven, where we took like um, designers from Cebu, from Bohol, uh, Negros, and to work with specific craftsmen in their local area. So. Uh, For the one town one product project, and I think just I thought I understood what Cebu had to offer in terms of like crafts, but like I think that project really like opened my eyes that there's actually um, more uh, craftsmen uh, or different kinds of crafts that we could mm-hmm. still really like try to work with or collaborate with as designers. Like uh, through that experience, like I got to go to uh, Carmen. And learn that they have like a cinema weaving um, cooperative. Mm. Mm. Cinema, what's that? Cinema, kanang it's abaka nga mm. fiber. So you know when you go to Freedom Park and then you buy flowers and nani kanang more like wrap, pink, nga kanang shabu That's cinema. Ah, yeah. So that's abaka fiber. So um, it's done ra in uh, like probably from Carmen. Uh, so. You go there. You go to the mountains of Carmen. 
Like, and there's a co-op there where it's really just like mga houses. Mm. And yeah, in each house, kaya na sila, dako kaya loom. Like, they are like old looms, nga parang decades na na there. And then they actually like loom it. Like, each family kaya kanang mo create o kanang abaka nga, um, abaka nga i, to make the cloth. So, yeah. kanayin yung makita nga, mura na siya nga, mura na paper mache, kaya that's like their offcuts. Usually, ah, okay. uh, para masave nila ang tanan fiber, but they actually create like these textiles, and so um, really, uh, lo- like low key, like you, I didn't even hear about it before, but um, n- what was interesting is they actually like work with the Fab Labs at there. Okay, their Fab Lab has like a textile printer and Fab Lab garment, uh, so they're. Trying to learn as how to take the cinemai and then like take mga digital images and then print it onto the cinemai. So like kinda interesting kai to see how they also localize their production. Yeah, yeah. Na ng, um within their own little community. But yeah, like that experience, like I, I was assigned to Northern Cebu. Um we had another designer, Southern Cebu. Like each of them kaikan pa kay mo offer in each town. Like mm. one town kay really good with um Let's say casting in another town, okay, really good with um, uh, hapaw na weaving. Mm. So, kanap morag lots instead of just looking at constantly like foreign na inspiration, okay, even just like deciding to go to northern Cebu or southern Cebu, which also has like Argo. Grabe kay ilahang hablon weaving, yeah. And then like but. Not enough designers really try to collaborate with them. They're always open to it, baya. So, yeah, it's just um, thinking about the local locality is like, like really important. Yeah, dapat ma sa mindset of our designers, and I think a lot of them are actually like really into. It's you know what's trendy for them, like decolonization, like that's like. あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
innate about them that's actually like more willing to embrace it compared to like you know before nga dapat good design is western yeah. design yeah. Singapore like oh Singapore <laughs> Singapore like Cebu Singapore like Cebu ang Singapore dapat mo like Cebu so in in the context of students let's say high school students who, who who's listening right now like yeah. or oh. like wow. anyone who wanted to go into like learn design in a more like academic way what would be your um would be your parang advice advice to them in a way let's say they they have the money and the resources and the time mm-hmm. and then they they just wanted to shift because you know they wanted to do design and so they want to move to design but they wanted to do it in a more academic field so what would be your advice to them Go for it. <laughs> uh, like take the upka. I don't know. Like, um, wait. What do you mean exactly? Like, um, like, uh, should they do it or? Uh, I would say. Or like, what do they do to prepare for it? Yeah. What should they do to prepare for it? Because knowing that we've talked about, like, maybe they they have this um this um thinking that design is just output and it's so cool and all that stuff. Hmm. Um. So how would you prepare? What would be your advice for them now, when they set foot and they when they do do the work mm. as a student? Um, must they 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 would still continue being designers? They would still have that passion. Hmm. Uh, a good question because I notice most of the time, like whatever the conception preconceptions they have of what this like design is, uh, like only w- once they start. Their classes. That's when they realize, oh, that's not actually. So I don't know if there's anything really that could prepare them. Um, but I do appreciate the students who came in and they kind of had an idea about the kind of a very specific field that they want to work with, work in. So maybe they already have brushed up on, like, you know, um, I don't know. They want to be a car designer, for example, and they actually know like specific. Designers, nga kanang like na build up na nila ang language gamay. So of course, I don't think kanang they're going to become a car designer just from studying in UP because that's not really our specialty here. But then at least um, uh, they're brushing themselves up on a specific industry that they could see they could mm-hmm. probably work in. Not a lot of them really do because I think at that age you a lot of them don't really know, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think you will figure it out along the way, Raman said. But the ones who do know, like some of them, like really want to become fashion designers, and very clear na ilang vision, so that when they take their class classes, Murag, they know also the kind of output they want to do to prepare themselves for the portfolio that they're making. So dili lang per class, maglingaw lingaw lang ko, and then like at the end, like you know what, my portfolio. Not the most cohesive. That's fine. But the ones who really know, okay, I want to become a shoe designer. So like everything that they do is, or every class that they attend, whether it's a graphic design class, then you actually see their output is like, it's, it's this kind of aesthetic because they really want to work for Nike. They idea about what they want or where they would eventually go to because maybe they're preparing their portfolio to apply for Nike. And uh, those with that kind of kanang foresight 
Kanang, sila, more amazing silang students. Yeah. Mm. Much easier to work with because I don't because uh, self-driven in a sense, quite rare, but the ones that are okay, much easier to work with because I don't really tell them that ani. It's mm. more of like, you know what? Um I actually like have seen the progress and you do know what you want to do. So it's more mm. about guiding them along the way. Na lang. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-uh. Because I think design is more like stem inside, diba? More karang inner, inner drive to change things, Mm-mm. and that's really hard to find. Uh, so sometimes you don't discover it, more you just mechanically doing design work, but you don't really parang find value into it, or find that more direction on what your what kind of change you want to do. Mm-hmm. Because I think design is basically. Giving solutions to problems, diba? so yeah. I think for the most part, um, if students, design students, will be able to find that more direction, I think they're on a better path on knowing where they want to be. Yeah, exactly. Just knowing how to get to the point where they can pin what the problem is, mm, and then like yeah. figure out what's the good problem, and then yeah. finding the appropriate solution for it. Like understanding how they can apply that. Mm. To uh, specific design, then they can they would know how to replicate it said with other fields, mm. hopefully, or within their own lives, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, a different question, uh, far away from from the, the topic nato, but maybe also relevant. What do you think about AI now being used in certain parts of, especially in in art, creativity, mm. and I think it will also be part of design education. Yeah, it's really. In, we we I have like a group chat uh, where we have a, have these discussions. Okay, like it's composed of people who act, who works at within the realm of like AI mm. uh, or like to work with the tools around it. You're talking about like is it? I don't know. Like I I did like an exhibit last year where I. I was incorporate. I, I built this. Um, it's like a CNC pen plotter, and then it would, um, like in this installation, it would like. It was writing down poetry. It was like an actual poem, but then like at some point, it was also inserting AI generated poetry. Oh. So actually, parts of it, it just seemed you could tell like there's something a bit off, but then it was kind of I, I used like I think. Forgot the name of the poetry generator, but it just sort of like it could still sort of fit within the cadence of a poem, and I was just sort of like um, trying to uh, work within the idea of kanang anonymity also, mm. where kanang uh, authorship and anonymity, and like um, uh, with this kind of technology, like there's really a question of like. Uh, who owns like the 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 creativity behind it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I didn't write that the poetry there. Like it was really just generated, and so like at that point it was really more speculative because like we didn't have like these. Uh, it it was around the time a mid journey was happening. Mid-journey, so we also like did this like um, AI generation art workshop using like mid journey and um, Dali. Dali, uh, Dali and Mid Journey, 
and then printing with the CNC pen plotter. It was fun. Like, that was a fun time, right? That mid-journey pang time. It was super scary. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it got, and then it got scary. <laughs> but then we realized, nga, oh, actually, like, um, uh, it was sourcing a lot of its uh, data from kanang stealing na from creators yeah. nga kanang actively na ba or not it was actively stealing but like there's a lot of kanang non-consensual non-consensual na using of images for to train the the AI and ang chat GPT said like in terms of uh, school writing like kanang like uh, submitting essays, essays things like yeah. that like so now it's more of shifting from like oh this interesting speculative to like you know what actually medyo ano siya, alarming a little bit um at first my stance was really just yeah you could do that and then I don't think UP is going to provide me with the technology to counter it like sort of like a anti-plagiarizing program mm-hmm. um and I'm probably not going to be able to catch it but like did you actually learn anything? Yeah. Like, at what cost? So, um, uh, th- like, it's, is it cheating? Like, to a certain extent, it depends on the intent, man said, no? And, um, like, I think there's, there could be a way that you could use it as a tool also to help generate prompts, said, and, or in order to, like, more really make the design process more interesting mm. or like how can we work alongside with its side there so i'm i'm not really going to be like it's evil because it's yeah. ultimately a tool and then it will create certain redundancies but um uh what can i do at my level also like is it also integrating these things in our discussions like having these kinds of discussions definitely kaimurag um Will my students be replaced? Like, let's say if they go into graphic design, are they going to be replaced eventually? Because kind of redundant because of AI. That's actually really possible now because yeah. Yeah. It's, happening. It's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. I've seen um, there's like uh, for UI. So have you seen that? Like that's crazy, no? Yeah. generate and it's it's like the the speed of it, ba? In this year alone, Lots of yeah. Yeah, yeah. things are happening. Yes. <laughs> so, um, it's definitely something that we do have to talk about more, like in order to figure out what to do with it, yeah. and not gonna think like it's, it's like, like uh, what are the ethics around it? Yeah. So, we discuss a little bit more and not just ignore it completely, ba? Mm. There are also some, like for example, like digital fabrication if I use it in the realm of art like there are people who are like kind of yeah. a negative yeah. reaction towards it you know are you sculpting like exactly. this is not yeah. I, think, uh, I think common there's something new yes it's always scoff they, they see it as a threat Mm. Yeah, example cars. Um, they replace ang katong mga carriage, di ba? Katong mga car drivers na threaten sa jila sa mga car drivers. Yeah. So more, I think natural succession lagi siya of yeah. progress. Oh, uh, at the same time, more, yeah, we have to acknowledge nga it, it's hap- it's coming, but also like how can we move about it ethically lang siguro? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, 
Yeah. I think in the future it will replace, but it it will replace jobs, but it will generate also a different kind of jobs like yeah. Karon nanay, nanay prompt generator, like mm. writer or something like. Um, but it's 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 that transition and that the the gray area in between is like needs have a lot of conversation, especially around ethics and kanang especially due to kanang sa research lang like using Chat GPT Mm-mm. to do your research and like. Put in all the ideas, but that's not you thinking actually, Deban. Like mm. you copy pasted different resources and then you just let ChatGPT do the analysis. Like you build you let ChatGPT build the insight. So like it's not it's supposed insights it's supposed to be human, Deba. It's mm. human insights that, that could create innovation. But once you use the tool to, to generate the insight, it's like, okay, mm. where where is the learning now? Mariana again. So Yeah. Exactly. That's one of those things now. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's still like very much like just leaning on technology long but if we like have like you know if you watch like The Last of Us and we're like one of the electricity and stuff. So like, you know, like well, what's gonna happen to us then? We're just gonna have like really short attention spans and Interesting like, nothing to like yeah, we kinda like, at what cost lang said to us like in mm. terms of what exactly. uh, skills but in, in in like reading comprehension things like that but no more like if you can't if we'll just generate essays then like what's something's gotta give so <laughs> and, uh yeah worth discussing <laughs> just think about it discuss but maybe on the next kind of another episode would be like things that are actually Boy, we discussed nila like maybe ninety, a hundred years ago. Ngani says lang. Oh, like and now that we're using it now, like it actually is like, for example, um, computers. Anagan. Like maybe yeah, before they, they re- like calculators. Maybe like be- before they, they they're really good with calculating with their head. Like nasle na nga thinking, de ba? Mathematical na thinking, and it's, it's so quick for them. But now it's like karon like. Personally, lah, maglisan na kiko calculate sa kong head. Yeah, like, can I just the way I calculate it? Oh, yeah. just get, but the ba like and chat GPT can't like even do arithmetic properly. Man said, uh, for, now. Now. Yeah, for now, <laughs> for now, for now. Yeah. So, Amon, going back to uh, design education, what are your thoughts on the future of design education? Ooh, chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, hmm. That's really interesting. Um, future of design education. Um, you know, I thought I got a good glimpse of it when the pandemic started because I really felt like, you know what, uh, being, a, a, or even just like education, but like being a teacher is like, just kind of being like a vlogger. <laughs> like it was very online. Oh, yeah. yeah. uh, and then it really like um, focused a lot like I really saw the importance more of like content creation, like in a very in a multimedia. So so that's my transitions, transitions. I don't want to. Oh my god! I, well, <laughs> um, no, I but I really learned how to use um on Sunday for OBS things like that. Oh, yes, wow. um, you really have to. So I think for in order to really like. Look in for me, like in terms of the future of design education, it was um, 
Well, in order to move forward towards that, I saw really the need to upskill Jud, definitely. Like, educators themselves really cannot just be like textbook academics lang na kanang very distanced from technology. Because, like, if I look at the format that's like really, really interesting, I look at like, you know, Domestica or kanang Coursera, really mm. interesting sad nga kanang how you could deliver like, Like domestica specifically because they mangud siya necessary. Like you do things like crafts also mm. or like kind of woodworking, and you can like learn all of it like from your laptop. And I think kind of if it's supplemented also with a physical space that you can um, uh, go there and do these projects, more really interesting that you could um, learn from someone in a completely different part of the world. Yeah, uh, and then um, uh, Think globally, you act locally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh-uh. and um, yeah. So, which also really connects with the kind of work that you do in digital fabrication in the fab lab because it is like connected in a global network, mangood, and then you could really learn from um, practices all around. It's like a school, and it. it does have a school. Ang kaning um, uh, what do you call this? Fab Academy. Where I think that's like one really interesting model for education. Actually, mm. it's more like digital fabrication, but design is also involved. Where um, you, the founder of Fab Labs, Neil Gershenfeld, he actually like really actively like manages this the the classes. So it is like let's say pilani shaka months na it's like a diploma, and then um, he you just need to be. Working under like a one fab lab node. In this case, wala pa sa Philippines. I think like Taiwan is the Taiwan or Korea, one of these kind of nodes are the closest. And so, but let's say we had it here, then you would have classmates like all around the world. mag. You just have to tune in at a specific, but specific times. Awesome. I think here like <laughs> 3 a.m. something. So maybe flawed pa gamay, but basically, um, you get the same level of education that everyone else has. Uh, uh yeah same content same content same delivery um but uh very hands on sha in the sense that you do work in a physical space like a fab lab and then a local nga mentorship mm-hmm. so dili lang sha like like Coursera where everything is online um you have to be connected to a space nga napay muhatag di local context because there yeah, are things yeah. that Neil Gershenfeld in MIT won't know but like Fidel Ricafranca in the Fab Lab notes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with regards to what we can do here. Um, then after uh, that program, you all graduate like in a big Fab Lab conference. So you fly out in that area, you present your project, and then you get to connect with all of your classmates from um, all around the world at that time. And yeah, it's just this idea that you don't have to necessarily fly out somewhere to get like a certain mm. level of education but kanang still getting all you need from one space okay oh. mm. i think most of the limiting if everything is just online, online yeah, yeah okay there's only so much your teacher can do as a content creator mm. yeah. with all my transitions <laughs> like rigid from like hands-on like i yeah. had to teach drafting one semester online, online. and like I, I I don't think that was the best thing. <laughs> how do you show like techniques it's very different to teaching them how to do it yeah so I think it's a really 
interesting model that they have for kanang ed- education said. Mm. Thank you so much, Mon. And yeah, we're glad that um you um you were generous with your time. I think we're way out of time now. But yes, thank you so much for everything, for sharing your thoughts and your journey. And yeah, looking forward to our you know um having you next time. Too. Cool. Thank, thank you. you for thank having you, Mon. me, guys. Yeah.